welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. My name is Rob, and sitting across from me like normal is Marty drinking a Rockstar energy drink. Was that Fruit yeah. Punch? Yeah, the Fruit Punch. I, I like it. It's not. Mm, it's pretty close, in in my opinion, to the uh, Pacific Punch Monster puts out. You should try the. Uh, I, we're not. Uh, we not. We don't get paid by these people. But I'm drinking right. the Adrenaline Shock Performance Fruit Punch. Energy I've never drink. had their fruit. We got a long night ahead of us, folks. <laughs> For me and Marty, anyway. No, as we were just talking about off air, we were talking about comic books. And I just happened to come in possession of a, well, the cover stain of a Action Comics number 87. Yeah. Which is like from what, 1945? 1945. And then we just happened to come across that, and I was giving it to me. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm like, knowing my luck, the person that gave this to me also has a number one, but she doesn't know where it's at. Right, right, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's just uh, it's just depressing. The ideas of some of that. I still have like uh, my very first comic. It is worth uh, last I looked like hundred hundred fifty. Mine is worth absolutely nothing because it has no cover or <laughs> anything because I looked through it so much. But yeah, no, it's uh, wild. Like I was telling you, uh, my dad had a bunch of the forties, fifties, Superman's, Batman's, some of that stuff that he was forced to give away basically when he got older by his parents. Which I, I do I am grateful for being like a Gen X. Cause it seems like we're the first generation that wasn't forced to give away a lot of our bullshit and grow up. If you're a Gen X, what the hell am I at? Well you would be too because I think it usually Gen X is like seventy to late eighties. Oh, okay. But like, luckily for me and my family on my mom's side, we all have a hoarder gene. Well, some of mm-hmm. us do. I, If you were to come to the studio down in my basement, you would see the hoarder gene right. in full glory. Like some people hoarded more of the gene than others. Yeah. My mom's a little bit of a hoarder, but we clean out stuff every once in a while. Right. But my grandmother, God rest her soul, she was a hoarder. Yeah. And not in the bad sense. She didn't have, like, dirty food place. It was all nice, neat, and immaculate. Right. But... She, I've actually recently, since she's passed a few months back, I've actually gotten some really cool Life t- magazines, says Mark yeah, Saw. Yeah. And I've gotten a bunch of cool National Geographics. I got one from like 1950, before they had the cool cover art. It's yep. like, my grandmother kept everything. Well, I think that one Life there is just from like the beginning of Vietnam yeah. stuff acting yep. up. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I really, I really grabbed that one. And oh, yeah. I'm like, that's an interesting one. I actually, I'm going to read that. Yeah, because yeah, I think the cover says something about turmoil starting in North Vietnam. It's like, yep. um, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an old one. Oh, yeah, that's wild. But there's also one my mom said she would not give me, and that had uh, that, uh, the guy who, the girl that was married to Rock Hudson. Uh, I can't think of her name, the black hair. Not Bette Miller. Ah. <laughs> uh. Either way, yep, she's yep. really famous, and she, she had that one. She's like, I can't have that one. I said, if I if you see the Marilyn Monroe or the JFK one, I'll take those. She's like, no. <laughs> she's like, no I, that was my first guess. Is what, was it a JFK one that she wasn't going to give up? No, no, but yeah. Well, I have. I don't know. Tonight's kind of a weird night for us because we're not recording on our normal night. It's been a weird week period. Yeah, but. weird week. You should. Oh, I got a story from work. Marty, like we were discussing off air right. before we came here, most people, if if anybody was to look at me in the street and you were guess my music tastes, what would you think they would be, Marty, if you did not know what I actually listen to? Yeah, looking at you, I, I would definitely say going down the harder metal, thrash metal, stuff. Yeah. death metal, gothic rap, stuff right, like that. right. 
Well, I was at work. Nice thing about work is we're kind of slowing down. I usually stay like an hour and a half later than everybody else. And where I work at is really noisy till that last hour and a half. Right. And I found out my work has really good acoustics, <laughs> acoustics for blasting my music. And I'm like, yeah, a buddy of mine works there. He brought a big Bluetooth for my for his phone and my phone when we're working. Yeah. Well, I was by myself there like two ni- two days ago. I'm cranking out my tunes, you know. I'm just like working away. And some of the upper management came down and looked at me and gave me the weirdest ass look for the music I listen to. <laughs> I'm like, what? They'd look at me. They had this perplexed look on my on their faces. And when they looked at me, then they listened to my music. And I'm like, what? You don't like Two Steps from Hell? And that's what I was listening to. I was listening to Two Steps from Hell. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they're like, what? Then I also was blasting after that. I had it on a shuffle. I was listening to Basil Paldoris. Oh, yeah. He's an awesome composer. And also, Ennio Marconi, the guy from all the spaghetti westerns. But if anybody wants to know what Two Steps from Hell is, listen to it. If you like modern classical, I don't know if it's what you would call it. It's just just awesome, in my opinion. Yeah. But Two Steps from Hell and the guys, I'm like, I, here I am, look like somebody who listened like, to death metal and speed metal. And they're like, he's listening to this? I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong with violins? Violins are awesome. Yep. Oh, my God. But it was oh, just, awesome. it, was, it was just, I just, I just laughed because of the look on their face. It was just oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's not what they were expecting at all. <laughs> if they wanted, I could play some Susie and the Banshees. All right, yeah, that'd be all right, too. That'd be good. So, what are we going to talk about tonight, Monte? We're talking about this wonderful Rockstar Fruit Punch, brought to us by Rockstar. And the uh, I Dream of Genie Jim Bean <laughs> bottle. <laughs> ah, that's such a cool bottle. No, tonight, it. folks, we're going to talk about some following dates that begin on March 15, 1966, and go through a whole 13 months to December 15, 1967, and the events that took place at Point Pleasant and the surrounding area. If you haven't guessed at what we're going to talk about just by me saying Point Pleasant, we're talking about the Mothman. Right, right. That's what we're going to go down the road tonight. So, I don't know. And it, 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 it's a cool road. It it's really a, is. It's an interesting road because I'm trying to figure out, we're going to skip around here, because if oh, anybody's yeah. listening yeah. to this, they know about the Mothman. My whole thing is, how does Ingrid, Ingrid Cold get involved with this? The only thing I could find on that is that when he was sighted, it was years after this, wasn't it? Or was it before? Yeah. Anger Cold was cited before, right? Or during? Marty Oh, God. Look I, it up on your phone I quick. Don't. People are going, these guys didn't do any research. I no, did. But the only the only thing I could see where Andrew Cold was actually involved with this Mothman thing was because the guy who saw him and this another person was saying they had like a demonic possession or poltergeist activity at Point Plaza in yeah. West Virginia. And they attributed it to him. I don't understand how he got sucked into this. Yeah, I think that was before. Yeah, because I yeah, think it was like 56, actually. Well, there, there's a lot of stuff that... And that, that is part of my issue with Mothman, is some of the other stuff that's been thrown in over the years. Yeah, because it's like, oh, this has to deal with Mothman. All because something has wings does not mean it deals right. with Mothman. And, and, Mothman so, is a 13-month period yes. with one creature. Yeah, and that is my line of, of view on it. Uh, when I first found out about the story i had actually gotten a book and i want to say it was i i still have the book but i didn't dig it out because i don't even know what box i have it in but i had gotten it in uh the the school book orders oh yeah remember those every month scholastic book orders yeah things are awesome and they had one i think it was uh strange encounters and i want to say it was lauren cohen that wrote the book he had done a lot of that that's how it's about right lauren coleman yeah and uh 
and that was the one story in there that was my first knowledge of of mothman story uh and that would early 80s i think when i got that book and after that i I, it kind of died off nobody really talked a lot about it again until the 90s it kind of kicked back up again quests or whatever anything bunch of different stuff kind of x file there was just in general uh paranormal interest just in the nineties, kind of well, X Files. Like props to them guys. They're the ones that brought everybody. Oh, yeah. to, brought all that weird shit to the front. Yep, and and you know, following in the footsteps of uh, Kolchak back in like seventy four, seventy five, which was way ahead of its time, which is why it only lasted like eighteen episodes or something. But it it kind of was writing that because in the seventies we had a little bit of a, a hop up in interest in weird stuff, which is why we had the Jack Palance hosted uh, Ripley's on TV. Uh, in Search Of, which we've talked about before, with uh, Leonard Nimoy. And you had a lot of those kind of, a little more of an interest in weird stuff. Yep. And then, like, through the 80s, a lot of that kind of got killed off to some extent. It went more Damn, into a yuppies. sci-fi. Fucking yuppies. Yeah, everybody <laughs> kind of got more into sci-fi than natural paranormal. Speaking of sci-fi, when you guys hear this, the movie Dune will be out. Yes. And I will tell you right now, I kind of cheated. I have HBO Max. Right. And I was up at midnight last night. I couldn't sleep. I watched Dune. (laughs) It is fucking awesome. It has actually, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. I'm not going to say any spoilers. But But there's sand. (laughs) There's sand. Sorry. Shit. I ruined the whole movie. There's sand. But it is a really good movie. And it actually is really close to the book. And the extended version of the 1984 version of it. Right. And there's there's certain things in there that pay homage to that and the book at the same time, and it's a really good mix, I think. Ah, nice. Yeah, see, I don't get to watch it till tomorrow, like, 1230. And the really cool uh, thing is they start off Dune, part one. Oh, yeah. So you know yeah. there's going to be a part two. Yep. Because the way they end it, it's perfect place to end it. It's yep. just perfect. Yeah, because I knew they were cutting off at a certain point of where things are going on, which I'd already known about. Because they were doing a second, and I know they're. I, I'm guessing uh, Denny is actually waiting to see kind of how this does. Whether he's if going to if it doesn't do good, Messiah. you people ever listen to us? I don't care how many listen to us. Go see this movie. It is right. an awesome sci-fi movie. Well, I mean, two is already guaranteed to come out because it's already filmed. Yeah, he, he did them all together, but he is also looking at doing uh, God Messiah and possibly Children of Dune too, yeah. which are much shorter books than uh, Dune is. But would be really cool to see because that uh, the the three those those are the three books I consider doing because most of the ones I think after that were written by his son Brian instead of Frank because he yep. had died. Yep. And not that they aren't good, they they are really good. But the first three are the Dune Covenant. You know, I mean, they are really fantastic. There's a reason it's stuck around since I think it was written in like '65 or yep. something. It was a I long think- time ago. See, it's just like the Mothman. He's stuck around like this, and he gets oh, stuck yeah. into everything. Yeah. And, I mean, everything with, with Mothman, it did start off, I, I, as far as I know, the the original sighting was the uh, two couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and then Steve and Mary Millette. They were driving around in the roads. Yep, they took my notes. Yep. They, uh... <laughs> But yeah, they were out kind of where, uh, they call it the, the TNT area. It was basically an old uh, military munitions area. And they saw this thing out in the woods as they were driving around. This large bird man, basically is how they described it. Red glowing eyes. And it started swooping down at their vehicle. 
in the original stories I, I read on that first incident, uh, they got scared shitless because they're like, what is this thing? And it flew along with them and actually did follow them back and to I their And I want to say, if it was correctly, the, what I've read also, it said they were going like 50 plus miles. Oh, yeah. Out, and this thing was keeping up with them. Yeah. And th- these are, you know, backwoods, West Virginia gravel roads in 1966. So they were driving way faster than they Not really. I grew up on gravel roads. As long as you know the gravel roads, you can drive pretty fast. True, true, true. It's, it's a, but it's, a, it's like some people are good at driving in the city. Right. I, I hate driving in big cities. I can do it. But if you like driving gravel roads and you know what you're doing, you right. know what to expect, you can kind of go over the speed limit. You should oh, no, yeah. do not speed, folks. Do not but speed. It, you do need to know the road and how it feels. Yeah. I mean, you do. But, uh, yeah, no, this thing kept up with them. And that was part of the original story I read with this that, honestly, it terrified the shit out of me. Because it, it actually followed them because they ended up going back to one of their houses to be like, we got to get locked in because this thing followed them all the way to their house. Yeah. And sat outside the house watching them. See, I never hear that part. All I ever, yeah. Like, if you're watching like on TV, I don't... I'm seeing the most stuff on Mothman. Marty's a connoisseur on Mothman. He has so much up there, I don't know. <laughs> but all the time you ever see on TV, you just see the car scene where they're yeah, flying yeah, next yeah. to him and that. And that's it. That's how it ends. Yeah. And and, mention, then they mention the TNT factory, the right. TNE, TNT buildings. And it goes from there. It doesn't say that they're actually, this thing actually followed into their house and yeah. sat in front of their house. Yeah, see, mo- most of the stuff I've seen in more recent years, last 20 years, do not mention that part of it. The original story I read, and that book I'm sure was written in early 80s, late 70s, so it's much closer to it. But yeah, and that's what terrified me, was they watched it for a couple hours outside their house, and they could see the eyes staring in the window. And I remember that terrified me enough. Was like When I was a kid, my bed was right by the window, and the night I read that book, I was like, fuck, nope. Blanket over the window. And I was just like, well, if I put my head down there, it could reach in and get me. If I put my feet there, I'm facing it, and I will fucking see it reaching in to get me. But blanket over the window. Yeah, no, that's why that story stuck with me, because it just terrified the shit out of me. And like I said, I didn't hear much about that story always stuck in my head, but I didn't hear a lot more about Mothman probably until... It was probably 90s, early 90s. Very, the X-Files, very I think, 90s. did an episode on the They did. They did. Yeah. I'm actually going back through and watching all the X-Files again. But, yeah, the first season they do one that mentions Mothman. But, yeah, it, uh, in, in that time period, there were hundreds of sightings. Mm-hmm. Like, there was even, there was, like, a couple people on, a couple guys on a fire crew saw it, and they're like, yeah, yeah it's volunteer this, firemen. Yep, this giant... Bird-like. Bird thing with red glowing eyes was flying well, around out here. Don't they all know what a sandhill crane looks right. like? Right, or, or a heron. A heron? There, there was, yeah, there was actually a... Uh, We're talking about the fish, right? No, 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 the heron. They're kind of oh, like a heron. Crane. I thought the you big, said herring like the fish. No, not a herring, heron. But yeah, no, there was one of the uh, police chiefs or, or sheriff's deputies at the time was like, oh, no, it's just this oversized heron. I call them shite pokes. And, uh, that's all it is. Uh, no, uh, these people know what a heron is. I mean, granted, they aren't super common in that area, but they know what a fucking bird looks like. Oh yeah, and yeah, I know folks, we got a little problem here. Sorry about that, folks. We just had a our interruption was caused by the guy we're going to be interviewing later tonight for our Halloween bonus episode. He just came over to the house, so now we'll get back into talking about the Mothman. Right, right. And I believe we were uh, talking about the these 
sightings oh, of herons. And Actually, blue herons are some big fucking birds. <laughs> yeah. I have a story when I was growing up in Stockholm on the dairy farm. And I actually had one land in a tree in our yard. And that thing is like six foot tall, yeah. Yeah. dark gray. And I'm like, what the fuck? First when I saw it, I'm like, is that a goddamn dinosaur? All right. And it just freaked me the hell out because I'm like 10 at the time. And I'm like, it's going to carry me away. But as you get older, you're like, I don't think that's what they saw. All right. I mean, I know a lot of times, uh, even with Bigfoot and other things, they're like, oh, at that moment, you're terrified and you... you your mind thinks it's seeing something else. No, a lot of that. I, I'm sorry. When, when I see a, a certain animal, there's that split second of, oh, what the fuck is that? But then you pretty quickly go, oh, yeah, that's a normal, recognizable fucking animal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's unless you're so easily startled and spooked that your mind immediately shuts off, you know, to that's not why, understand that's why it's what easy a. That's to say the Mothman was nothing but a barn owl. It's a that's barn owl. Yeah, yeah, you know, a foot and a half tall barn owl. And if anybody didn't catch that, that's sarcasm. Yeah, right. <laughs> sarcasm 101. We've been learning this. Yeah. But yeah, no, they, and a lot of them, like I said, they were saying it was the Sandhill Crane, which again is a large fucking bird. And it's I like know they're. as round as a fucking pencil. Yeah. And, and, well, their biggest thing, I think, on that is that it is tall. And it's colored red around its eyes, and that counts for the glowing eyes. If it, um, there was a sandhill crane with glowing red eyes, right? It's gonna be a fucking future Godzilla, right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a fucking kaiju. Stay the yeah, fuck away from it. It's not a sandhill crane at that point, man. It's it's fucking long past that. But yeah, I mean, there were lots of theories thrown out at the time, and there, are, the the biggest problem, a lot of the even reported sightings at the time are unconfirmed it was just stories someone else heard that i saw this they saw that my dad saw this there are no real names attached to most of these sightings that popped up around this uh there's actually reports of uh was it a construction crew or something like that at one point were throwing balloons up with flashlights through the woods to freak people out uh yeah just to fuck with them which i i get you know especially like at that time we're just like i'm gonna mess with these idiots but i i think there were enough sightings of something that was there because there are are enough of them of people that were named that went hey yeah we saw this well to go back into the bird aspect of whatever it says like like i think like in early 2000s mothman did get a big bump Yes. Because everybody all of a sudden saw this picture of a harpy eagle from South America. Yep, yep, Them yep. things, And the the picture you always see is like the guy and the harpy who looks at him. I'm sorry to say, folks, that's a forced perspective yes. picture. Now, don't get me wrong. The harpy eagle's big. They're big. But it they're not. The, they get this picture to look like it's as big as this dude. It's yeah. not that big. It's a creepy-ass looking fucking bird. Oh, yeah. No, they're horrifying. <laughs> they really are. But too bad their normal range... 99% of the rain, it's in South America. They yeah. come up into West Virginia. That's too cold for them. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, Central America, I think, is about as far up as they go north. Yep. Usually, like, in mainland much. South America. Yep, yep. But, yeah, no, there was, uh, like I said, there were a few other people. There There was a brother and sister that went out because their brother was trying to debunk this thing. He was like, yeah, there's people fucking around. We're going to find this thing in a suit. And uh, they had parked out on this road. They were getting ready to go look at stuff. And kind of, I think they were on that TNT uh, building area again. And their brother is like, uh, please don't look out your window. 
We just don't. That's how... That's, Dude, why does he, everybody, <laughs> right. like, whenever Winter says, you say that classic 80s movie, don't yeah. look out the window, yeah. then don't you turn and look, and like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, and here was this six-foot-tall fucking thing standing by the side of their car, staring in at her, and they they both kind of report being almost mesmerized by it, and couldn't it's move not, right away. Not memorized, mesmerized, it's called shock. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely, man, there's a giant bird-like thing standing there with red glowing eyes. So they eventually take off, and it just keeps kind of following them. And uh, they end up, finally he pulls off, because it's kind of hunched over, because it was actually hunched up onto their car as they were driving. Yeah, it had clamped on. They were trying to hit this thing off. They eventually slam on the brakes, and it hops, like, off the car into the side of the road and just stays there crouched, staring at them. And they're like, uh, yeah, we just got to fucking typical go. That's crane and Barnall yeah. behavior. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what they always do. They jump but on yeah, the car. it was just crouched See, there and watching. See, why does everybody just figure out with the Mothman? There's a, there's a cure for this. Get a big-ass fucking flashlight. And you'll just go there. It's a <laughs> right, right. insect, right? You know what? That'd be the cure well, all see, for it. Uh, the, the, the term Mothman, I've dug around where that actually... They think that it came from from the Batman is what you're mm-hmm. going with, but yeah. for, the, for the Killer Moth is where the name Killer actually, Moth, yeah, yeah. Because at that time, the well, Batman '66 is what it's known as now. The Batman TV series had uh, boosted a lot of interest in the comics because Killer Moth was never on the series. He was just, in but the books. he was quite a bit in the comics in that era, and a lot of people think that's where they had kind of taken the name Mothman because the thing. Even the statue they've made is more insect-like, but every report of it is much more bird-like than insect-like. Yeah, because um, no offense. At least the original. The, the statue looks cool as hell, but it looks like it has oh, the torn butter, looks like it has torn butterfly wings or yeah. creepy moth wings, not like bird wings, like it's yeah. always been reported. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, no, the statue's cool as shit. I would like to. Uh, and you can see a lot of pictures of the Mothman's oh, butt yeah. if you look it up. Right, right. like, look at this butt. Right. I'm like. <laughs> I don't want to see a Mothman butt. Right. Well, I suppose it's no different than than the uh, the the Reamer Sasquatch statue, who's got that big thick ass. That we, like <laughs> we didn't get a picture of that. We should we did. I that. didn't have to because because like another guy I know had been up there last year and had sent me pictures of it. I was like, oh, he's got a badonka dog. It's it's pretty it's pretty chonky. But yeah, no, I mean it's a cool statue and everything. But yeah, over the course of these. Uh, it was what thirteen months, I think, because sixty-six to sixty. Thirteen months exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it was December. No, it was November fifteenth to December, November fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six Six. to December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven, when yeah. you had the Silver Lake Bridge tragedy. Yes. Uh, now, here's another thing. It was it was a horrible thing. The the yeah. Silver Bridge was the busiest bridge down there across the river. And the thing collapsed. Correct. Uh, a lot of people did die. Um, I know when they... I think it was like 46 people? Yeah. No. When they investigated, it was it was just corroded and worn down. And it's just due to age, the thing collapsed. And also, too, the engineering... No offense to any engineers that listen to us. Probably like zero. Yeah, right, right. It's like Gallup and Gertie in Washington. Yeah. That was, that was built during that era. And yep. sometimes your structural engineers didn't account for certain things like wind and they didn't right. account for traffic at the time because it was holiday during that holiday period so yep. excess traffic they never thought oh this bridge won't have like 65 cars on it oh yeah and it wasn't stress loaded for that 
Well, and some of those too, you got to consider some of those bridges when they were making them, cars were a lot different and there were a lot less of them going around yeah. than by the time you hit 66 where, you know, every nine out of 10 houses had a car at this point. Whereas 30 something when the bridge was made, maybe One two in 10, in 10 yeah. had a vehicle that wasn't drawn by a fucking horse, you know? It just, they were not designed for that kind of weight and those Jeez, Marty, stresses. Jeez, something against horses or what? I do. I hate fucking horses, to be <laughs> honest with you. I, I'm not opposed to, like, Canada eating horses. I'm like, well, fucking import it. I'm good with that. No, but, like, with the bridge, it was a terrible tragedy. We're not making yeah. light of anything, but no. we got to look at, some people just say, oh, he was doing that. But I what I, I got nothing because the Mothman is, the Mothman is the Mothman. That's where right. I see it. It's its own individual thing for that area. It's just yes. like you have certain wood boogers for certain areas. Yes. That Mothman is just for that area. Yeah. I, I know many years since, and you've definitely seen it in the last 25 years, where there have been reports of other places like, oh, we've got this Mothman in, in fucking Russia. Actually, and, I got that report. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's a cool report. And, and a lot of them are trying to equate it to being this supernatural harbinger of, of fucking impending doom. We even saw it up here. Was it 15 years ago when the uh, Minnesota 35 bridge went down? Yep. Immediately after that, there was a wave of reports that, oh, we saw a Mothman creature flying around 35 actually, reports, bridge. I looked it up. The reports were done before it actually yeah. happened. But here's my thing. I, I think the whole harbinger of doom aspect of this and being supernatural was brought in by John Keel. Yeah. When he did the Mothman Prophecies book in 75. Because there was a actually, uh, what was his name? Gary Baker had actually done a couple articles on Mothman for uh, Skeptical Inquirer in 70 and really didn't have any of this stuff attached to it. Uh, I, I think even before that there... Until he started coming down and questioning. And don't get me wrong. The, the book is good. I read it a long time ago. I have a copy of it somewhere. Same here. <laughs> but he is one. He was already into Supernatural. He was already into UFOs. And I think this thing fit some of his theories to try to piece all of them together. Cause and, also, and it kind of blew up after Because I don't think the book took off probably till the 80s. Correct. Uh, and that's where you started seeing all of this supernatural stuff being attached to Mothman. Well, it's like where, the, where when I started seeing that stuff come out, I'm like, "What the fuck is this? This is not part of the original." And what stuff didn't help I either was, was the movie Mothman Prophecy with right. Richard Greer. That was nowhere near the damn book. No, God, no. That just basically the closest uh, thing it was to the book was the title. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. There's a guy. Yeah, here's the title. Yeah, that's, that's it. pretty much it. Based on a true story. Well, right, kind of true. Kind of the title and one guy. But like with John Keel, I think he, don't get me wrong, he's an awesome investigator. Oh, yeah. But I think he tried, that's why the men in black eyes get thrown in this, younger, yep, yep. cold, and everything else, it's a hodgepodge when I think that's, they're kind of, they need to get rid of that shaft. Yes. And just worry about the wheat and the Mothman to figure out yep. what it actually was. And, and I think it goes back to, like we've talked before, where people as a species, we want to find connections. Why do we like putting together puzzles we like that completionism we we hate a lot of people hate movies even where they have an ambiguous ending because by nature we want a cut and dry answer and and a lot of this i think 
it, it's human nature to try to find connections to all this stuff so that it all makes sense to our head. And sometimes that stuff isn't connected. Were there UFO sightings down there? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there were. That that area is kind of a hot spot for UFO stuff here along the Appalachians, all that area down there, West Virginia. They tend to be seen down there a lot. Was Mothman part of that? No. I, I honestly don't think so. Uh, around that time, you also saw, because the, the munitions area, you also started seeing the uh, the proliferation of the, the idea that it was a government experiment. Even though there's really no evidence whatsoever that this was any kind of secret lab. It was literally just a munitions dump. The only reason the government's actually brought into it is because the sighting at the World War II TNT yep. empty abandoned buildings. Yep. So like, oh, the government has to be involved. Oh, yeah. And it, it was literally... Don't get me wrong. The government's shady as fuck. Oh, yeah. No, there's but... plenty of stuff. <laughs> I mean, we, we'll go in at some point into like Montauk and some of these other places where I think there are some, some more credible threads that they were doing weird shit. Uh, but I, I think this boils along the line, same lines as like the, the branches of the Chupacabra. You have the original lizard reptilian one, which I think is the actual chupacabra. And then you see the stuff that's come up from Mexico into Texas, which I think is actually just that Shalolo, whatever it's called, that awesome Mexican dog. dog. Really cool-ass dog. But that's what it looks like. They're two separate things. This is not a chupacabra. And you got to look at it, too. Like, we're going to talk about chupacabra. I got it. Right. About the original chupacabra came about in Puerto Rico. That was yes. the first very story yep. came from Puerto Rico. Yep. And the weird thing about it is, is there's something that happened on the same year, and they had a problem with it in Puerto Rico the first year that chupacabras were sighted. Interesting. Oh, yeah, we'll get it. We're going to do a chupacabra. Right, yeah. No, it's... A... But also, too, like, I'm doing some more research on the Mothman, and yep. there's, like, quit coughing, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're good. Yeah, if you hear any weird noises, that's Cody in the background. He's playing with himself. But you ever heard the Houston Batman? Oh, yeah, He gets yeah, thrown yeah. into that, too. Yep, yep. And he was first sighted in 1953, a right. decade, over a decade before this actually happened. Yeah. So how does that get thrown in there with it? Yeah, it's a flying thing. That's really kind of what it is. It's an unexplained flying thing, and they want to link them together. Like, like I said, even going down the, the supernatural harbinger of doom, there have always been things like that through all cultures. The black dogs, the banshees, that are, are mythical things that are supposedly bringers of death, a warning of death or something tragic coming. And I think that was a convenient throw on to this too because it's a dark figure shows up really a lot of the sightings dropped off after the bridge collapsed mm-hmm. uh and it 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 lines up conveniently it doesn't make a lot of sense to me but it it lines up conveniently if that's how you want to look at it i myself don't think there is anything supernatural itself to it that it's a spiritual creature I may, we'll argue that here when we get to right, I may right. argue that point with you. But like I was saying, there's like been other reports yet, like in 1986, the Chernobyl one. Yep, yep. And they also have the I-35W yep. bridge in Minneapolis. It was also reported a month before 9-11 in 2001. Yep. And also the swine flu... Swim- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the swine flu epidemic in 2009, he was reported in Chihuahua, oh. Mexico. Like a month before it started happening, locals hmm. were reporting them. Well, see, I, I don't but know. the one thing, but the one thing that really pissed me off is I've seen this video one time, 
And this was a video of the Mothman in Las Vegas flying oh, by the Luxor. Yes, you cannot yes, yes. find that video. I do remember seeing that because I just want to know if I could somebody if somebody knows where that video is at, send me a link because I want to put it together with the shooting that happened in Vegas. So I oh. think it was around the same damn time. Oh, because I remember seeing right. this video. This guy was like in whatever. Probably the MGM Grand, so you got a good yep. shot of the Luxor. Yep. And you see this thing fly up to the Luxor, then fly off the Luxor yep. into the downtown Main Strip. Yeah, I, I do remember coming across but that But you cannot find too. that video on the internet anywhere, because I type in Las Vegas Mothman. Right. Nothing comes up. Uh, but I want to see if that took place before the shooting, the terrible shooting in right. Las Vegas. Yeah, but if you can't find any record of it at all, it's hard to, you know, date check it. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, so what do you think the Mothman is? Let's just get into it. Um, I, I, like I said, I think it just is say an it. actual just physical it. creature. It's a barn owl. Fuck yeah, yeah, right. We're done. It's that a goddamn done. barn owl. Thanks, folks. We'll see you later. But no, I, I think it is an actual physical creature that was here. I don't think it is a natural to this world. Uh, I believe, like many people that have disappeared and weird things that have hopped into our world, I think it's something that fell through a, a doorway somewhere. A crack. Yeah. And and maybe found its way home, maybe died. I don't really know. Uh, but I don't believe it, it has any of this supernatural stuff to it. I remember I had seen a story, and it was actually coincidentally actually on again TV today, and I was thankful because I didn't have to go look it up. But a, a story of like 11 years ago this couple going down to to point pleasant and they were like oh we're gonna go down to see this mothman stuff and they asked this dude down there where that's at and he's like oh well, it's over here but here's this other place where we've got a lot of supernatural shit so they go down and bought a uh a digital recorder and they're in there just talking and and they catch this thing talking to them well, they automatically went, oh, it's Mothman, and it followed them home. And you watch through this show, honest to God, dude, if you watch any or read any supernatural paranormal shit, everything going down the list of this stuff is a demonic attachment that they're mm-hmm. attributing to this. But it's like, oh, we came down to see Mothman, and he's still cursing us. It's like, no, man, you're, you're finding ashy handprints on the wall. It's speaking in EVPs. This is not a fucking Mothman, man. You've got a demonic attachment to the place where you went. Sweet. You know what I mean? It's that like increase, that increases your retail value. Right. House, right. But it's just like, oh, don't put stories like this in as Mothman. Yeah, you went down to West Virginia, but what you have, every fucking thing checks off some form of demonic manifestation. Well, then you get into the whole thing of that Mothman is a demonic entity because of the chief corneral, right? Yes. Because he supposedly cursed yes. this area. So that's where the de- demonic attachment yep. comes to, like, he's demonic, he's evil. Yep. But yeah, I actually was... think that the Native Americans saw something that was slipping, like you said, through the cracks. Right. And it's just been around, and it just it's actually right. a physical creature. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I mean, not to discount all of the sightings all the world, I think there are other things out there that do give warnings of things are going to come, but think, it's not fucking Mothman. But it's kind of like, I think, okay, anybody here's ever read Dean Koontz books? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the guy? The, what the, oh, fuck. 
Either way, it has bokas in it. And oh, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the main character? Uh, yeah, dead. Uh, it's going to piss me off now. <laughs> well, Saga. Odd way, Thomas. Odd Thomas, yes. I think the Mothman is physical, but it kind of like it was attracted to a certain thing. It knows when shit's going to go down bad. I think that's maybe like it could be like we get off a farewell because, okay, my example is I'm going to say this. All right. You look at a bridge. And eventually, there could be one person that knows, oh, you're driving, you'd always know this random shit all the damn right, time. Like right, Like, the one shoe on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'd never figured that out. But what if somebody saw a loose bolt, he was just driving along, doo-doo-doo, hat on, just minding his own business, and looked over and see a bolt shake. Right. That's stuck in your head. And you can manifest a lot of stuff because if you manage stuff, you'd like, hey, I saw a loose bolt, he tells Joe. Joe tells Steve and so on and so forth. Right. It spreads. People start thinking about that one loose bolt and it eventually gets out of control. Then this Mothman comes, shows up, which is probably could be just a topa of negative energy because something could back it happen because human nature's you see a loose bolt, something bad could be happening. Right. Unless you work at my job and we find bolts laying inside the machine all the time and nobody goes ah it's fine yeah just run it you know, it's so it turns out right we're good to go yeah no i guess I, yeah dude i've never thought of it that way i guess yeah. actually because it's because self-manifestation is what it's right called. if you it can go positive or negative but if you have people seeing negative things and they tell it so on and so forth right it actually starts expanding look at chicago all the sightings that they had that yeah chicago's a wonderful town no shootings ever happened in Chicago. Yeah, no, it's, it's not like the most. But if you're saying city. that's a very negative place, and it could just right. be a topa, that because like with topas, if you believe in them enough, they can actually become physical. Right. Because there has right. been experiments done with them. They've oh, yeah, self-aware. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it could and actually that, be a spiritual creature that actually has physical form now because of that. It's just right. feeding off negative energy at certain places because it focuses on them, and it just happens to be at big disasters. But do you, do you think the original sightings were just its own creature, or some of what we've we've imagined now? The original, is because... the original sightings with the four, the two couples right. was actually a physical creature. After right. that, I think the word got around, and it actually started feeding into everybody's right uh, psyche. psyche. There we go. Yeah, that is interesting. I guess I never really thought that. Like I said, my my hard line stance on it until somebody shows me different. Is that the original sighting was a one-off creature? I mean, there's probably more of them somewhere, but not here. They're not natural to this place. It is not a a, a spiritual demon. It is something that's from a split universe that has walked through a a door around. Yep, and also is probably friends. I'm gonna say this, you might get mad, but it's probably friends with bat squatch. That might I. They might be along that same family Because here, line, I got actually, uh, we're talking about wicked creatures. We're talking about yeah, Batsquatch. Yeah. Right, right. The Batsquatch of Mount St. Helens. Yep. Was reported by Brian Canfield. It's kind of weird. I do know a guy by the name of Canfield. His last name's Canfield. I know a couple of Canfield. And in 19, he was reported in 1994 of a creature resembling a Bigfoot with blue fur, yellow eyes, and wings. It landed in front of his truck. And I also think there's some reports from the Texas Rio Grande area. Yes. I was going to say, I've seen them along uh, farther south, too, stories. I think it was the yep. uh, Texas. So it could be bat squash. And then, you, then it leads you down the fucking road. Government experimentation with apes, bats, right, right, and chimeras. Right. Uh, Government's uh, fucking evil, dude. I love you, government. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, Darpo, we are listening. You. Right. Just like you, we're listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I I don't know, man. I've, I guess I didn't th- I thought of it that way. Like I said, it, through history, we've always had dark shapes or some kind that, that bring in some kind of foreboding. But, yeah, when, when you get to the point, like, mid-'80s where, where and early-'90s where the idea of Mothman has become so worldwide, really, at that point. And, I mean... Point Pleasant has no reason to shut this down either, no. because at this point, it's just like with anything. They have a massive festival. Yeah, that I would love to go to in, it. I would like. Oh, to I would like to too. But yeah, it uh, coincidentally the the first annual Mothman Festival in Point Pleasant came out the same year as the Mothman Prophecies film in O two. Yep, it was their very first one coincidence i think fucking not but at this point they they have an average of 10 to twenty thousand people that bring in how much money during yeah. that summer so they're all about like oh yeah more more fucking mothman down here and i, I would like to go to it at some point because it'd just be fun to be down there yeah. at some point because we're not we're not bashing anybody's opinion no on it, man. but we just want to know what it was because it's not gonna be it's such a unique creature yeah it's human shape with feathery wings, glowing yep. red eyes. And the first thing, when I ever read that story, after my cybernetic brain kicked in, right. I pictured, like you said, somebody flipped through the crack, but it's actually somebody just wearing a suit because they can't breathe here, and the glowing red eyes is something to use to it's, see. Yeah, right, Like right. infrared vision. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I, I can see that. Yeah, no no different than Vulture from fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. And he's just in a fucking Enviro suit that allows him to fly. Which makes a really good sense, because then you can tie it back to the Houston Batman so right. I'm doing the same thing everybody else has done. You tie it back to him where you have a six and a half foot tall man sporting bat wings. Yep, yep. That could be just like a glider shoot like um, Hawk from, a, right, know, Hawk right, from right. Marvel Avengers. Yep. Advanced technology coming from a different timeline. Well, even you think about it, like we have our, our flight suits now yeah. that are basically designed off flying squirrels. In 1958, that was not even a fucking thought. Nope. To see those winged out arms, it... it would be very reminiscent of like a bat. Yeah. I, I don't know. <coughs> I mean, a lot of that. I, I think there's been a lot of, especially in the internet age, where I think we've had a lot of these online cryptids that people have created that have started showing up in the real world. And I think that is the reason for it. Things like the Rake, uh, Slenderman sightings. The, these were all stories that were made online that were. Initially passed off as real, and you have a lot of people that right away were believing it, you know. And then as soon as you have somebody that, that sees one, it gives that credence to all the thousands of people who've been reading that are like, "Oh fuck, it's real." Yeah, the rake is real. That's where you go down with the Topa Act. Yes, that uh, self manifestation of oh, video. Yeah. Part of our own, and also, folks, if you hear screaming in the background, we have a house full of kids. <laughs> they're just being crazy. Yeah, they're just being kids, as awful as children are. <laughs> that's why but, we yeah, had no, so many. That's why. That's why I had three, and that's why they're not there anymore, man. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, like I said, it, to me, when all the other kind of woohoo stuff around Mothman came out. I was like originally like belligerently pissed about it. I was like, what is this bullshit you're stacking onto this story, man? It's scary enough that, that there's a, a 
physical creature that's you know six foot tall flying around hopping on fucking cars you don't need to turn him into to a fucking spiritual demon either man we've already got enough of that let him be his own thing yeah let him ruin them cars yeah fuck them. i don't care anymore but yeah no uh it, it did really bother me for a long time i was probably late teens i think when some of that started really popping out and I was just, like, belligerently angry about it. I was like, what are you guys adding this bullshit? But, I mean, I, I can understand. But you have, you have to figure, too, everybody has their own perspective. It's your right. story. It's like we said, your story is your story. We're not going to throw shade at you. Right. But we are going to look at it from a different point of view than what right. you have. And it's just like we've always said. People just got, you got to take them different points of view to find the answer. Yeah. Because I may be like 10% right, Marty may be 10% right, Steve down the street may be 20% right. Right. But eventually, we add all the percentages together, you get a 100% picture of what a certain thing is. Right. I mean, even if we can get to an 80%, I, I, I put that in the almost complete win category yeah. on something like this. You know, if you can get even that much. And the bad thing is about all the eyewitnesses of the original ones, are, I think there's only one left. Yeah, there's... Maybe. I, I don't think she's I know the The one lady... Who was with her brother is still alive. Yep. Uh, but I think the original two couples, I don't know if any of them are still alive. If they are, they're pretty old and not really up to being interviewed from something they that don't happened want to deal 40 with the years ago. They said yeah. enough time. You know, they've done their time on it and that's it. All right. We're going on a tangent here, folks. Since we're talking <laughs> about <laughs> what the fuck is going on with Travis Walton? Uh, I, I'm sorry, folks. We're just, I don't we're, know. We went from. Well, but, Went from Mothman. Because this I read, is how they looped him in with UFOs, man. Somebody went on a tangent, and somebody fell asleep through part of the conversation. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, this kind of thing has been blown up, what, the last two weeks here? No, it's been longer than that, because it started back in July. Well, yeah, but it, like I said, I didn't really hear it start blowing up yeah, so really big. If anybody knows what's going on with Travis Walton, I believe the gentleman. But there's people out there saying, because there's a guy that was with them and said, oh, we actually, the truck driver that picked him up or something, or the truck driver, whatever, someone's yeah, like, yeah. this didn't actually happen. I think some of the stuff from the articles I read, it was just misquoting of a, of a sentence. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think the skeptics are using it as a leverage. Right. Like, he said this when he actually applied this. You can see. What? What? Somebody, somebody would take something out of context and Never use happened. it wrongly? <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, because it didn't make any sense to me. Because, yeah, basically the, the whole blow-up bit was, was like, it was one of the guys that was with him at the original incident who for years and years and years now have all said, yeah, this is, they corroborated what he said. And now all of a sudden is just gone, nope, that's all bullshit. We faked it. It's like, I, why, why are you, what's the motivation for you doing this after this many years? But a misquote from from yeah. something makes a whole lot more sense to me. Because, yeah. yeah, no, I've, I've always believed uh, Walton's story. Oh, I do, too. You know, and even though... I don't he, think it was aliens, though, but... I mean, even even though the film has the, the end part a bit different from what actually happened... The whole, like, the whole middle section is where he's actually in deduction is yeah, nothing yeah. like what happened. Yeah, where he has flashbacks. Where yep, you, yep, yep. That was nothing like yeah. the incident. That was. I, I still recommend the movie. Yeah, because it's it's a great it's, it's creepy as shit. Yeah, it is a creepy well, as shit film. Creepy to me, I was the floating shoe in space, uh, one spinning shoe. Oh, like when, you when, find it on the side of the road. That's where the other one went. Yeah, it, it's 
Ah, it's it's a creepy film, man. It, it's good. I remember seeing it in theaters and being creeped the fuck out. And I knew what actually happened in the story because I'd read the story multiple times at that point. But yeah, I still highly recommend the film. But yeah, it just uh, I, he's always been credible to me. Even the other guys that are with him have never really wavered from what they said happened. You know, just... To, but yeah, to have one of them now how many years later... It just didn't make any sense for me that that he'd just come out and be like, "Nah, fuck that guy." It was all well, bullshit. Okay, if everybody's wondering why I went off on this tangent with um, Travis Walton, is because what if somebody came out, the last surviving survivor of the Mothman, actually came out and said it was all bullshit? Right. That's where I'm going with this because there's there's I don't think it is bullshit because this woman has been saying this for how many oh, decades? Yeah. yeah. Just like Travis Walton, so you can't. All because you have somebody takes a misquote or something out of context. Does right. that mean you think it means? That's yeah, why no. you don't. I'm pretty sure it's not a demonic entity. It actually was a physical yeah. entity. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, like I said, that's the camp I'm firmly in, that it yeah. was something that was physically there. I don't know as maybe it's still there, but it doesn't mean that doorway isn't still there for one to pop through somewhere. It's a damn stairways in the forest. Ugh. Yeah, no creepy I want to find one and actually walk up. I, I do want to find one and watch you walk up it too. <laughs> video me. Oh, thanks, Marty. I see how it goes. Fuck you. Dude. Fuck, man. He's gone. Nope, we're out. Oh, I'm done. he turned into red I'm splotch. Done. Oh, yeah. just, just, just missed everywhere. It's like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, it's like watching something from the cube. Oh God, yeah. Not the, not the shitty game show cube, but the, the, first the fucking one. film. Yeah. Well, have you got anything else for these folks, Marty? Or I, I really don't, man. I'm a little, little sleepy to have any more to throw That's because you here. went and watched some wrestling. I, I did. I, a, a quick shout-out to uh, Time Bomb Pro Wrestling up in Fargo, man. It's a killer indie show if you're around the area when they're doing a show and you like pro wrestling, man. It, it's, it's a fun time. It was a late night. I literally like got home at 1 in the morning from Fargo and had to be up at five so it was like three and a half hours of sleep but thankfully Fridays I only work four hours and I really just show up for four hours even on a good day and not really work four hours but uh yeah no it's a a quick shout out to those guys it's a killer show it was fantastic all right that's all I got all right well everybody else if you listen to this podcast please like us and rate us on Facebook Instagram follow us on Instagram if you got any cool ass stories, send it to us at our email, which I'll have links to in the show notes. And also, I forgot what you say. Oh yes, make sure you guys listen to Two Steps from Hell. They are a fucking awesome group. And I, I just remember, I, I would also like to throw out there too. Uh, uh, no, wherever you're done. You're you can't talk anymore. You used words right, for the night. You said you were done. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, if you're listening to us on on say like on Spotify, iTunes, if there's other places you actually listen to other stuff let us know if we're not on there yeah we'll and we can it. try to get put on because i actually put on our facebook page if you go to eoth right. on facebook i just put a thing out i put a question of what does everybody listen to us on so if you're yep. if, we, if you can't listen to us on something that you're used to and you listen to some other oddball platform let us know we'll get on it yeah we will do what we can to get on there yep like the old saying goes always remember fuck normal bye Oh, my God.